This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Business by the Numbers. I'm your host, Hunt Emerist, CPA with Par and Associates. So I was doing some training with my team last week to help them feel even more comfortable discussing financials with clients. And a question came up about advertising, whether what it was to spend or how much. I can't really remember. But one thing that I did mention kind of rattling off some things is talking about customer acquisition cost. And I got some blank stares like, what? That's exactly what we're going to talk about this week. Before we get into that, I want to have a quick word from our partners who make business by the numbers possible. Hey. Did you know that Napatrax has on-site training plus six days a week support? It all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Let us prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Visit them online at napatrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Are you tired of writing ads that don't generate one good candidate? Introducing Promotive, a full-service staffing solution for your automotive repair shop. Go beyond the job boards and let them find your next rock star. They are ready to do your heavy lifting at gopromotive.com. So you go out and you spend $15,000 on a brand new LED sign in front of your shop. You know the one, you might have one at your shop or probably seen someone else that had one, maybe in your neck of the woods or maybe on Facebook or wherever it is. And lo and behold, that new sign gets you a new customer in the door that very same day. How much did you just spend to get that new customer in the door? Some of you might say free because they saw the sign, right? You've already paid for the sign, so it didn't cost you anything. Some will say $15,000 because you just spent that on a sign. Now I got a customer, that's 15,000 bucks. Short answer is both of you are right or might be right. But how do we actually figure that out is what customer acquisition cost is. How much is it costing you to acquire that specific customer? On the surface, it is very simple. And I want to kind of unpack this one, go into some examples, and then see how we actually use this stuff. But Customer acquisition cost is actually a very simple formula. The amount of money spent divided by how many customers that actually got us. Let's kind of use this in two different situations. We know how much money we spent. We spent $15,000. We're going to do this calculation two ways, but that number is going to stay exactly the same. So let's say that you go out and you spend $15,000. You get this fancy schmancy LED sign and that fancy sign gets you exactly one customer. So we have $15,000 that we spent on that sign, and we divide that by one. What does that get us? Gives us $15,000. If that sign only gets you one customer, then your customer acquisition cost for that sign is $15,000. Now, you might not know what your customer acquisition cost is, but I would guarantee you, or I hope, that your customer acquisition cost is lower than $15,000. Extremely high. Now, in some industries, that might be right. Let's say that you're selling something that's a million dollars, three million dollars. Let's say that you're selling luxury yachts and maybe those yachts go for 30 million bucks. You'd happily spend $15,000 to get one good paying customer in the door. And you see this a lot for luxury brands, whining and dining, taking their customers out to different things. You know, if any of you guys work on some exotics, you can see the Ferrari dealerships, Lamborghini dealerships do pretty wild customer appreciation events. Why? Because what they're selling is very expensive. They're willing to spend a, money, a lot of money to get those customers there. Now, 
Your shop is probably a little bit different. You're probably not making that much money per customer, so you cannot spend that much money. Let's go on the other side of this. Again, still $15,000 is our cost, but let's say that you have that sign for 10, 15, 20 years. I don't know, but let's say that gives you 30,000 new customers over that time period. It's not going to all be in one day, but let's say that sign gets you 30,000 new customers over its life. What is the customer acquisition cost in that case then? So if we take $15,000 and we divide it by 30,000, that gets us about 50 cents in customer acquisition cost. Now, remember why I said before that both of these people are right? While this is not free, at 50 cents of customer acquisition cost, it might as well be. This is the general idea, and I just gave you the example of what customer acquisition costs and how we calculate it. Now, let's go into a couple examples that are probably much more close and much more applicable for your business. And I have to put this out there. I am, This is not to tell you what type of advertising that you should do. It's probably the exact opposite. It shows you how tricky advertising is. The sole intent of this episode is to kind of give you the numbers behind advertising. Now, if you're going to say, and you're going to take my number of customer acquisition cost, it might be right, but probably it's way too high or way too low. There is too many variables, and that should be the only conclusion that you take out of this episode, okay? But in order to illustrate examples, in order to kind of hammer this home, I have to give you real numbers. It's the only way to do this. Let's take a look at kind of three methods of advertising. And for this case, I'm going to use my hypothetical shop out there. Hunt's Auto Repair is looking to grow, and I want to do some advertising. I am presented with three different options here. I have my wife go out and say, hey, you know what? We need some more business in the shop. What are our options out there? And so she comes back to me and she says, Hunt, we really have three different things here. We can do direct mail. We can do some Google ads. And then we could also advertise in our local paper here. And I say, okay, what are the different prices on this? Everyone wants a no price. Well, the direct mail campaign is going to cost about five grand. The Google ad spend is probably going to be around 1500 bucks, And the ad in the local paper is only $500. Which one would you rather do? Now, if you answered any of these, or if you already picked one off of the top of your head, you either already know what works in your area, you already have some prior experience on this one, or you're doing what a lot of people do, and you pick it based off of the price. Man, you know what? Business is pretty good, and I want it to get even better. I got some money in my pocket. Let's do the direct mail. Or maybe it's the exact opposite. Hey, I want some new customers, but I'm kind of broke right now. So let's try some in the local paper or a local church paper on this. Now, advertising is impossible to decide on cost. And any advertiser or any marketing company that's told you this, maybe you thought that was a sales tactic. Well, of course, they're not going to talk about price, but it's very true. We don't pay for the upfront cost. We pay for results. And if something is going to give us good return on investment, then do we really care about cost? Well, customer acquisition cost is what we're actually calculating, not necessarily return on investment. And I want to illustrate to that to you right now. So remember, Google was the most expensive. Church was the cheapest as far as upfront cost. But what is our actual customer acquisition cost here? So I went out and I'm going to go three hypothetical situations. I went out. And I decided to do the direct mail campaign for my shop. And lo and behold, it did work. These guys did a good job. They made a beautiful pamphlet, flyer, postcard, whatever it was. 
Either way, I got 100 people in the door, okay? So if I spent five grand, I need to divide that by the number of customers that five grand got me to get my customer acquisition cost. Five grand divided by 100, simple math, cost me $50 for every single one of those customers that came in there. Okay, not too bad. Let's take a look at Google AdWords. Google AdWords is a little bit cheaper, or a lot cheaper, about third the cost, but it didn't get me the same results. That $1,500 ended up only getting me about 20 people or 20 new customers in the door. So if I do the math, 1,500 divided by 20, I get a customer acquisition cost of about 75 bucks. Essentially, every single person that came in the door, I handed them $75. Well, not handed them, I handed Google $75 for the privilege of being able to try and sell these people something. Now, the last one on here is the church paper. Remember, it was the cheapest out there. And would you believe it or not, in this hypothetical world of Hunt's Auto Repair, it also got us the least amount of people. So that $500 spend in the local church paper ended up getting me five people or five customers in the door for a customer acquisition cost of $100 per person. Direct mail brought in 100, Google brought in 20, the church brought in five, which gives us customer acquisition cost of 50 bucks for the mail, 75 for Google, and $100 for the church paper. If that's all you wanted to know, then that's the end of the episode. But for the rest of you, this is just the beginning. We aren't done yet. I like to show you guys the numbers, but if I stop there, you're left with the question, okay, Hunt, that's great, I can calculate this, but what do I do with this information? Or what do I do with these numbers? And how can you apply it to your actual business? Napatrax has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the industry's best, most comprehensive SMS. It all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you need to run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice, and having a local representation is a huge plus. Customizing tracks to your business, whether you're a one-person shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company, our representative consults with you to help optimize your shop's workflow, efficiency, and profitability. And unlike the other guys, we'll be there for you after installation with the best training and support in the business with a learning management system tailored to each role in your company. Simply put, Trax was designed and built for shop owners just like you. Visit us on the web at napatrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Are you tired of spending endless hours searching for the perfect talent to join your team? Promotive is your full-service automotive staffing solution. At Promotive, we believe in being more than just a recruiting agency. We become an extension of your team working tirelessly to ensure we place the right talent with the right shops. With our always-be-recruiting mindset, we're constantly seeking out the best professionals in the industry. We manage 90-95% to 95% of the recruiting process, taking the burden off your shoulders. When you partner with Promotive, you gain a dedicated recruiter and account manager who will work closely with you, understanding your unique requirements and seeking out candidates who fit seamlessly into your shop's culture. We'll ensure that every candidate we present is thoroughly vetted and aligned with your needs. With Promotive, you'll have a peace of mind knowing that we're handling the recruitment process with expertise and precision. We don't just match resumes, we match character, culture, and long-term success. Visit our website at gopromotive.com today and experience the power of Promotive's expertise and dedication. Together, we'll build a stronger and more successful team. What we're going to talk about here is comparing this 
and being careful that we actually have that bottom number correct. The top number on what you spent is very easy. You wrote the check for it, you had a credit card drafted for it, and we know how much money we spent. Now, the denominator in this equation is the number of customers. In that first example that I went through, that is just talking about warm bodies that came through the door. But am I trying to build a business based on warm bodies? No, I want A-plus customers. I don't want the rude, cheap, impatient. I want the polite, educated, personal clients, and specifically, people that are going to spend money with me. Hey, it's great that Flyer got someone in the door and they came in maybe for a tire patch, but they didn't spend any money with me. I never saw them again, so I'm not really going to count that as even a new customer. Yeah, someone came in there, but they're not going to help me keep the lights on coming in for a tire patch. If anything, you know what? Let someone else take the tire patch. Give me the real work that you're needing to do on your vehicle. If we take a look at this, let's do an example of how we would actually adjust this based on A-plus customers. No, I don't want new customers. I want new good customers that I actually want to come back to my business. Let's take a look at direct mail first. On the direct mail, we had 100 people that came in the door. But if we actually weed the undesirable clientele out of there, then shockingly, we realize only 20 of those are our ideal A-plus customers. Why am I going to pay someone to bring me in C and D customers? I don't want them. Give me the A. Give me the A-plus. Instead of having 5,000 divided by 100, I'm doing 5,000 divided by 20 to say, hey, what did I actually spend to get a good customer from my business? We no longer have a customer acquisition cost of 50 bucks. It's actually now $250 because I only have 20 customers from this. Not 100, 20 A-class customers that now cost me 250 bucks. Is it bad? Eh, depends on what your business is. I'll say that it's not as attractive as the $50 that we had before. Google is the same exact way. We did not get 20 good customers in the door. We got 20 new customers. We actually ended up with about 12 good customers there. So instead of 1,500 divided by 20, it's now 1,500 divided by 12. So we spent $125 per good customer to get them in the door. Not too bad and getting better. And you can probably guess where this last example is going. So the church paper, it is five people. Those five people that came in are actually five A-plus customers. The customer acquisition cost is still 100 bucks. The reason that I illustrated this one is because, again, if you judge this on the surface of just upfront cost, you're not going to get any sort of information from there. And if you just take the customer acquisition cost of just total cost divided by total customers, you might get some very misleading information. Because while direct mail looked like it was the cheapest from a total customer standpoint, if my business is solely focused around quality versus quantity, then it's actually the most expensive option here because I know 80 out of those 100 people are not going to come back or I'm not going to want them to come back. So it cost me 250 bucks per A-plus customer to get them in the door through a postcard. On the other hand of things, the local church paper that was the cheapest up front is actually the cheapest of acquiring my A-plus customers. Every single one of those people that came in from that local church paper was an A-plus customer, and so it is the cheapest in every way, shape, and form. Now, it's only five people, but those five people only cost us $100. Keep in mind here that you're going to have to burn through some new customers to get to the gold here. 
Because is there any way an advertising company or a marketing agency is going to be able to figure out who that A-plus customer is? They have all the data on us. These people pay for information. They really know who that they are selling this stuff to or who are they sending these postcards to. But it is still a dark art. It is still a guess and you still just have to see, hey, this person checks all the boxes. They have a, the right type of vehicle. They live in the right neighborhood. So you have an assumption of what this person is like. Now, if they come in, they're an absolute psychopath and they're screaming at your team on it, then you just got the harsh reality of, hey, do not judge a book by its cover. And you know what? Numbers do lie sometimes because this looked like an A-plus customer on paper, but wow, they were not an A-plus customer in person. You're going to have to burn through this to figure this out. There is only one way to find out. They have to come in, unfortunately. But the big thing here. Is your advertising paying for people with a heartbeat or is it paying for true customers? And sometimes those are two completely different things. Now, one last thing here that we need to understand is time. Time is money. And one of my favorite sayings is good, fast, and cheap. You can pick two. If you need customers fast, it's probably going to cost you, but also going to make you some money if there's really need for that extra capacity. And if you don't need customers that fast, then you can probably lower your spend or maybe even completely eliminate the cost. Remember, referrals are free and so is word of mouth. Now, one of the big variables here is actual new customers or even further of those new customers, how many of them are A-plus customers? So if you're not doing a source report for your business or asking people how they heard about you, or even furthermore, grading these customers on a scale or some sort of way, then you do not have enough information to do this for your business. And I cannot stress this enough. I talk to so, so, so many shop owners and something gets brought up about advertising. And I don't get into advertising. Leave that to the professionals. Now, there's some stuff where I can say, hey, I've had other people that's worked for them, but it might not work for you. Or, you know, hey, these are the people I've heard had pretty good luck with this. You know, it'd be free to talk to them and and see how it went for them. But I have so many customers that say, oh, you know what? Direct mail's dead. It doesn't work. It doesn't bring anyone in here. And I say, oh, how many people did it bring in last time you did it? No, we don't measure that stuff. Okay. So why are you saying that it's not working? If you're not asking people, are you a psychic? Do you just know that they used your mailer or they didn't use your mailer? If you are not asking people how they heard about you, what made them come in the door, then you really don't know. And also in a lot of cases, that source report gets a little bit tricky. And my actual business, not my fake repair shop, my accounting firm, is no different. And a lot of time, it's hard to tell exactly what made them come in. If I talk to a prospective new client, hey, how did you hear about us? It's the first thing I always ask them. Well, I watch some of your videos. I listen to your podcast and, you know, I get your weekly emails as well, too. I've been reading for a couple months and and learned a lot. How do I write that down? How did they hear about us? And I say a little bit of everything, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but at what cost? Now, for my business, our customer acquisition cost if I value my time at zero, which we've learned as not the best thing to do, is extremely cheap. The podcast is free to do. It's just me talking. The videos are just me talking again, usually posted onto free platforms. Maybe a little bit of money here for cameras and such like that, but pretty small. Now, I'm using kind of organic content to do this. This is no different for your business, right? And a lot of people did this during COVID. Hey, making Facebook live videos, posting some stuff on social media just to let people know you're still open, that's free. 
But if you're not asking people, hey, how did you hear about us? You might have free videos, but they might be doing you a whole lot of nothing. And maybe you've never done much advertising in the past. How are you going to make this decision before you start advertising? And the short answer is you can't. This is where working with a qualified mark in your advertising company comes in because they should have some intel on what works and what doesn't in your area. Even still, generally in an early stage of business, it's going to use some sort of shotgun approach. As you get more info on what works, you're going to narrow that focus like a sniper rifle. So we're going to start with the buckshot. We're going to start with the birdshot. Just spray it all out there. Maybe we'll do all three of those. We're going to do direct mail, Google, and the church because I know now on how much that's actually going to give me and how much it's going to cost. But the only way to figure out those numbers is to actually do it. We went down through and we did all that stuff. And if this is my business and maybe I don't need to ramp up that fast, then I'm going to say, hey, you know what? The church is what we're going to do and we're going to keep on doing that. Not only is that giving back to our community, it's bringing in A-plus customers. Not a ton, but it's bringing in enough for what I need here and it's very cheap. Now, on the other side of things, maybe I say, you know what? Well, I need people fast. I need as many of them as possibly can. Probably going to be looking at the direct mail or maybe even a Google AdWords because while Google is getting me a little bit less on the surface, maybe those 12 came in after one week versus the 20 good ones from direct mail took me 90 days to do. But once I have this information, once I can start analyzing it, then I would only be prudent to start narrowing my scope, narrowing my spend to say, hey, I don't need to spend eight grand out there on every single thing. Maybe I just need to spend 1500 bucks really targeted at this specific area on Google and it's going to pay dividends. Maybe Yelp is the place to be. Maybe it's a waste of money and direct mail is the only thing that works. Everyone's goals are a little bit different. Everyone's dream customers are a little bit different. Why would it make sense if everyone's advertising was exactly the same? I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you learned something to be able to apply to your business. And you know what? This has been a question that's coming up more and more recently in current times because we aren't seeing every single shop book three weeks out like we were maybe a year and a half ago. We're kind of going back to normal times where people are looking for customers or maybe you're just looking to grow. But please share this with fellow shop owners or fellow business owners. You know, a lot of these tactics apply to my business, your business, and pretty much any small business out there. And if you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, please shoot me an email at podcast at parmelis.com. So thanks again for listening on the Aftermarket Radio Network. You can find all shows on the aftermarketradionetwork.com and on your favorite podcast listening apps. Thanks again for joining me on Business by the Numbers. Stay safe out there, and I will talk to you all next week. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.